Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Rules Podcast. I'm Steven Batista, and with me this week is Steve Lamuccio, head coach of Bathgate. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Great, great. Uh, it's go. good to have you on, and you're the second official coach that I'm having on after Anderson Amante. Shout out to Anderson Amante. I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you. Did you hear about their big win? Absolutely. No, no, no. Oh, you didn't hear about anyone's big win? No, no. Yesterday, no, they, no hit. Five nothing, no hit against GW. Oh my God! Man, fresh off the, Mon- fresh well. off the Monroe win, and you know they won yeah, the run. Congrats to that, man! Yeah, yeah absolutely, so. man. That's good. Shout out to Anderson. So, absolutely. Let's jump right into it. Uh, your where did you get your athletic background from? Youth and yeah, where you man. grew up. Yeah, I grew up actually um hour and a, hour and a half uh, north of the city in Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, went to um, a pretty big high school in uh, uh, Roosevelt High School, not the Roosevelt um, in the city, but the Roosevelt upstate in um, in High Park, New York, is in Dutchess, Dutchess County. Uh, big school, played some ball there, played both basketball and baseball, graduated there, played a lot of uh, travel ball. Uh, then I went to SUNY Cortland after that, and um, th- that program was a little bit above my head. So then I got into athletics there. So I was studying phys ed over there. And um, from that point on, I got my athletic director degree. So I was able to go ahead and get be an athletic director and phys ed teacher. And then I started coaching, man, like right when I actually, to be honest, I'm moving back a little bit. I, I started coaching right out of uh, high school. I got into a church league, started coaching basketball there and doing some little league baseball coaching there. That's I mean, I was, you know, 17 going on 18 at the time, started coaching. And it was really something I really enjoyed. And at that time, I was doing a undergrad in business. So that was at, at SUNY Duchess. So at SUNY Duchess, I was doing I was doing some coaching and I was, you know, I was playing some ball and I was, you know, studying um, studying business. And, you know, it wasn't, wasn't really for me. And I, was, and I was trying to understand, like, you know, this wasn't fun for me. But anytime that I go coaching, either it was at the Little League or, or the CYO, um, it was really something I, that, that I really like attached myself to. I really attached myself like to the kids. It was really something I enjoyed. And I was like, man, this is what am I doing here? Like doing business literally halfway, you know, halfway through the uh, the semester, I closed my book. I said, I- I'm going right to register. I dropped that. I got into athletics, applied to Cortland, got into Cortland and then, um, you know, um, graduated from Cortland, applied to the couple schools. I got one or a couple schools in, in the city and a couple locally from after my student teaching. And I got into the school that I'm in now and I've been there for 15 years. That school is Bathgate, right? Bathgate. Well, it's Bathgate's at the complex. So I, yes. I work at Valdez Preparatory Academy within the complex. There's three yeah. schools in the building, three small yeah. schools. All, all have about like 300 in there. Yeah. And for people who are listening and they're not familiar with New York City schools, mm-hmm. a lot of them are broken up to little schools. And the, but the athletics are comprised as one school, so they're in the yeah. same buildings, different school, play for different same team. So it's yeah, yeah it is what yeah, it is. It, so, it's actually it's a, it's a cool dynamic though because uh, when when you when you have um, the the small schools that are in one building, it, it does bring this kind of cool collective uh, family like environment. It brings us the the school close together. I mean, especially when you do win and when there's successful programs, even when there's not, man, if there's a good vibe with the, with, with the school or with the teams and the coaches, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be winning, but as long as there's a good vibe, um, it definitely, it did the culture really, I mean, it really helps out, helps out the school. So yeah, from 2009, you've been there, right? Yeah. Yep, 2009. Yes, yep. I, I got my research. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, so from 2009, you've been the boys varsity coach for baseball. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. But yeah. in between, I notice you still do cross country for boys and girls. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. That's awesome. That's uh, yeah, man. That's uh, to be honest, man. That's I really enjoyed that. Well, one, I'd be able to get, I'm able to get my pitchers in there and run a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, man, it's uh it's a very humbling sport. You know, the, we we can have the most talented athletes either in basketball or baseball or softball or uh, like football, whatever it may be. And once they get to cross country, it's something new to them. And they're very successful in whatever other sport that they're doing. And then when they get to cross cross country, it, it um it's very different for them. So they're 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 challenged, not necessarily physically, but the first time that they're they're really, really pushed mentally, you know. Yeah. And uh it's it's really cool to see that. And um I do see the translation from when the kid jo- does join cross country to when they join their other sport, um, how much that does impact them uh mentally. Not, not only mentally, but physically. Well, it's good to start from mm-hmm. zero with something. It's good to be uh, an unknown entity 
and especially with the sports that you laid out, basketball, mm-hmm. baseball, they're inner city sports mm-hmm. and cross country. And we'll get into it. You talk about tumbling sports. You also yeah. did coach uh, wrestling one year. Yeah. Um, and you know, I referee wrestling too, right? Yeah. I yeah. Know, yes. I know Daniel Cyrus really well. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a good guy, man. Shout um, to Cyrus. Yeah. My boy, Cy. Yeah. So there was, um, there was a gap in between coaches and they needed somebody to coach. Um, and in the winter, I wasn't coaching at the time. I was doing preseason baseball. You know, I had to step in, you know, as athletic director, you know, when, when you can't find a, a coach that's suitable for the position at the time, you know, you have to step up. So, yeah, that was once again, um, something humbling. I've never, yeah, <laughs> uh, humbling for me, man. But, uh, you know, a good thing about like when, when you, when you, um, you know, if, if you feel that you're a good coach, sometimes you feel like you can, you know, just coach the kid and let the, you know, the kid's natural athleticism just let them go and have them have them at it. And then, you know, then you got to get some people to come in and teach them moves and everything. So, um, yeah, right. for, for me, a very humbling. It was very humbling. The aspect of beyond the rules is that's your co- the coaching version of it. You don't really mm-hmm. know wrestling, but you know yeah. everything beyond the rules Yeah. to put out a product that at least is represented well and earnest. Mm-hmm. You can administrate, you know, in, in a way that you're, you fill in a gap and, and you yeah. know, diminish return you know you know go out yeah. there and kill the program and yeah. cyrus has done a good job and in and yeah. beat the streets in general has done a good job feeding wrestling into the city i mean we'll look at what they've done with eagle academy for god's oh sake oh my god for sure so yeah that's awesome you know you said something about um like again like the transferable skills of being a good coach in general not that you necessarily know wrestling i say that with officiating too you can a good official is one thing a good umpire is another you can be a good umpire. You could be good at one sport, but that doesn't make you a good official. Mm-hmm. And if you're a good official, you can pick up other sports in a way that you're more adept. And I say that in specific in specificity to um, if you listen to a podcast episode, Leon Crusette, who he actually um, uh, was the home plate guy for the uh, Inwood versus Lafayette game. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I'm, I'm sure you might have come across him in playoffs or whatever. He did wrestling without ever wrestling, mm-hmm. and he's one of the only people I know. He is the only person I know who never wrestled and is a successful referee at it because of how good he is as just being official in general. So yeah, it's good that you yeah. stepped up and athletic director too. You have to pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yep. Personally, when I was wrestling in high school, I went to Lehman and when I went to Lehman coach Droz, he didn't, he wasn't the varsity coach for baseball yet. And it was this guy Cunningham. This was a long time ago. I graduated 2002. So uh, when coach Droz, when I, when I got to Lehman, he, he just was the wrestling coach for, I knew more about wrestling in my youth than he did being the coach. And he was just there and he, he, he was a great coach. Could we have had, you know, I would say me and my brother built up the program enough that coach Droz was able to step down and the other coaches came in after him, actual wrestling coaches. So, you know, pat myself on the back for that, but yeah. other than that, it's, it, but it's the point of just being a good coach and good administrator. You can get through. Yeah. And, and, I, and I go for it. Yeah. Just to add to that, it's just like, you know, the kids want, want some sort of um structure. You know, when they see have somebody go in there with some structure and like actually care, you know, what yeah. I mean, and when you go in when you actually care, they're, they're they're excited to be there. And they're like, OK, let's, you know, let's yeah. let's give this as a you know, caring is a culture. You know, you can yeah. have a you can you don't have to have the wins to be a success. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. uh, with that, you know, let's go to the your magnum opus, if you will. Yeah. Build, building sure. back from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So um I got there. It's funny to say, uh, Coach Cyrus, he was the one that was uh, running the program. I, I actually, I started in the middle of the year. I started in, in, in January of, of 09. And um, I was assistant coaching at a high school, at uh, Spackenville High School. And when I got there to Bathgate, I noticed they had they had a uh, JV team at the time. So I'm like, a JV team? I was like, okay. Checked out. I was like, man, these, these kids are good. These, these kids how are how good. long did the um, school been around at that point? That, only about three, four years. Okay. At the time, maybe only three, I believe, I, because they only had um, at the time they had four schools in the building and they were only nine. I think a couple of the schools were nine, only nine and ten. And then one of the schools, I think, had up to 11th grade. So they didn't have any senior classes in there. Mm. So um, I said, hey, man, I was like, you know, I coached, you know, um, in my um, previous school that I was at. And I know baseball, you know, I play baseball. And um, he was like, hey, man, come on, help out. So um, he, I, I started coaching him and I was like, you know, um, uh, you know, do you mind if I, you know, take over a little bit? You know, do you mind if I, you know, coach third? And he's like, man, do what you want to do, man. He seems like you know what you're doing. So I was like, all right, cool. So then him and I worked really well together. And he, at the end of the year, he's like, listen, man, I, um, 
I see this is your passion, man. I see this is you. I coach wrestling. So how about, man, you take this and I'll, uh, you know, focus on wrestling. And then we got into the developmental league. Um, we were there uh, for one year. I think uh, they don't, they don't schedule many games. I think it's eight games. Um, uh, I think we, we won all eight games. And then um, we got into the then B league. It was Which... a B and I think, I think a B and developmental at the time. Ended up uh, doing re- really well the first few years. They moved us up to 2009. Your record was eight and one. Yeah, that, that I think that was that the was development. development that was a developmental league year. And, and then, then I think year, 11 and five. 11 and five. Maybe I think 14 and two, maybe after that. Yep. 14 and uh, two. That's a yeah. good year, 2011. Yeah. Yeah. 2011 is a good year. I had a, a really good team at the time. Who'd you lose um, to in the playoffs? So I. This is a uh, this is a sad story, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. So remember, I said there was four. There was four. There was four teams in in the school at the time. Uh, four there schools. was four schools in in, in Bathgate at the time. Um, before when I first started, one of the schools. This is before I was athletic director. Uh, one of the schools moved Explorations Academy moved across the uh, across the park, and um, they they were still grandfathered into our school. Uh, so we were able to play with those kids because, you know, they, they played on the team prior to it since they moved across the park, you know, they, you know, as so, you know, those kids were able to play. And then all of a sudden, then when they all graduated, then it would just be the Bathgate kids. Uh, we, we had a really good, really good team at, at that time. And um, so we won the first two games, you know, easily. And then I get a call from, I think, it was, I think, I believe it was Bob. I think we we played. It was Infotech. I don't remember exactly who it was. Bob um, Purchase. Bob Purchase called me and said, "Hey, listen, man, I need to talk to you about something." I'm like, well, you know what's going on? He's like, "You had a pitcher today, one of the kids from Explorations, that didn't go to school today. So therefore, you um, had to forfeit your ineligible. game, ineligible because they didn't go to school that day. Didn't know they were they were on the, the campus, you know, on the other side of the, the other side of the park. Had no idea." You know that was it was a tough one, man. We we had a great team. Um, you know had it. That was a playoff game. Playoff game. Yep, had to uh, eat it. That was a yeah, man. Game. Yep. I'm very the lead. And, that sucks. Who was it against? Yeah. Uh, I, I believe it was Infotech. Uh, I think we. I think I believe we mercy ruled them. Um, I, it was um, uh, Howie Blitz. I think was it Howie Blitz? No, it wasn't Howie Blitz. Uh, I forgot who was who was coaching the team at the time. That's fine. Um. Yeah, but anyway, um, I called yep. him up. I was like, "Listen, man, that sucks. He, and, yeah, it sucks." I told him, "I was like, listen, man, I had no idea. I would, you know, obviously, I would never play somebody if I knew that was doing. You know, they didn't you know, go to school. Decent reason it was two. You know, he's uh, at a different building. He's yeah, like, different building. It like was this. You had an assistant coach who was also on that team. So my assistant coach now, Julio Martinez. He he's been with me for six years or so, maybe six or seven years. Um, he was a freshman on the team too, so he 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 felt that man. He felt that he knew how good the team was. Um, that's you no, know, we, yeah, we still talk about it today, man. It was it was a tough it was a tough blow for us because we know we had a good shot, you know. I mean, um, you didn't that that's not like a that's not a loss. That's a it's a technicality, you know. It's, it's cler- technicality, it's man. Issue. Clerical issue, yeah. It, it was yeah, it was definitely a tough one. It was a um, was the player at least you know significant? Or... He was my starting. He was the starting pitcher for today. Yeah, okay, he was well, great. He was, he was uh, just a good ball right. player. I guess and I... leadoff guy, man. Yeah. Burns a little less than if it was like some bench player who just was on the Yeah, line. yeah, no, no, no. It was my starting pitcher, man. I had no idea. I called up the coach from the team, told him I was like, "Hey, listen, man, I had no idea uh, if if I would have known. Obviously, I wouldn't have played him." And Seems I, I like... think we could have won if even if we didn't have him. You know, sure, sure. So, oh, yeah, I believe that. Sure, seems yeah. like a, it took a little, a couple of years to to write the ship. Yeah, yeah, that. but you know, we, yeah, we moved up to A. Got you know, you know, humbled once again, humbled us a little bit. Uh, moved back down to um, I think. What was it? Be it? I'm not sure if it was. They moved it to uh, single A, double A, triple A at the time. Yeah, but I yeah, it, and then, it uh, was like around 2014 that it was like triple A. So yeah, or yeah. That so system. yeah, so yeah, and then you righted the ship around 2015. You were 10 and six. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was your first trip back to the playoffs. I see. Yeah, we, we we've always had uh, difficulty in the playoffs, man. Like we we we'd have a good year, uh, feel strong. We'd have um um you know, a pretty decent team, have a pretty good pitcher on the mound. And then we just kind of like lose these, these tough games. Um, we want some, uh, something about Randall's Island really got us too. Oh, that's you the know? smell of the, the you know. Yeah, right, whatever so it is, man. Enough about yeah. the sadness. Let's skip right to, yeah. you know, to, to 2018, man. Tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, um that was a lot of years in the making, man. We had, um we had a lot of freshmen, you know, that, that, you know, really, really believed in the program, really believed in coach Martinez and I. 
uh, about what we we're trying to do there. And that was, you know, there was other kids before that really just kind of shaped You're that, shaped the program. That team, the freshmen who got to be seniors at that. Team. So yeah, so we had a lot of freshmen on the team. We really built, you know, that 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 stayed with the program. Were there that that believed in it. You know, I know a couple of their their fan, their their parents wanted them to possibly, um, you know, move away or go to uh, a Catholic school or something. And you know, I just kind of told them, I was like, listen, I, I know what I can do for these boys. I know I can get them to college. And a lot of them are still playing in college right now. Um, thanks to COVID, they they got a couple extra years of uh, eligibility. But yeah, so th- those boys, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely <laughs> helped them out. My, 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 I think they might even have a, a, another year left. But uh, yeah, so um, those boys like really believe in the program. We, they, they, they would not stop. Think about a lot of those guys on the team, man. Like from the moment that I got them, the, their practices didn't, you know, end at whatever six six thirty one. They would they would finish. It ended when it at, ended. They they would go. They would go to the cages. They would go. Um, they would be with each other over the weekends and work on the weekends. Um, and you know what? I never have to had to worry about their grades or anything. I have never have to worry about their, um, you know, the teachers. T- you know, you always have the little problems here and there, man. Like you're always going to have your issues with your teams. Yeah, people um, bought into the culture, man. Yeah, and yeah, but was... they really bought in to what we we're saying, and and um, there were good ball players in the beginning, um, and and they became great ball players, man. It was it was it was a fun. Well, shout uh, out to ride, their names, the core, the core. Yeah, the so uh, Kelvin Gutierrez, uh, Starlin Rodriguez, Abel Jimenez, uh, uh, Rookie Lopez, um, Jerice. I mean, I, uh, Elodie Doville, my my shortstop Gaffa says Juan, Juan Jorge, uh, mm-hmm. Randy Javier, you know, Derek Lopez. Um, and I hope I'm, I know I'm forgetting a few of them, but yeah, man, that, that was a great squad. That's awesome. And man. and I tell you what, man, I mean, just to add, sorry to cut you off, man. No, no, but, no. Uh, um, your story. You know, I, I use this a lot, and uh, with with a lot of my teams now is that um I had a kid on the team named um uh, Andy Figueroa. That boy, he was 11th grader at the time. He started as a freshman year. Actually, he did, he got cut freshman year. Came back, really tried out sophomore year. Tell you, man, I didn't want to take him sophomore year. Didn't want to take him, but my coach was like, man, this kid, you know, this kid. He was a he was a wrestler too, actually, and a cross country kid. So he was, you know, a three sport three sport athlete. I know. And um, yeah, so he was a really really good kid. He's in the Marines now. Simplify. Yeah, so he was. Um, I tell you what, man. I mean, we had a lot of great ball players on the team. That on that team, that kid didn't play. Maybe played maybe two or three innings all year. I tell you what, that was the most valuable player on the team. He was like the you know the bullpen catcher. He was the guy on the bench. He was keeping everybody in check. Eleventh grader too. Um, he was just that rah rah guy, man. I tell you, and the kids will tell you, man. He was the most valuable guy on that team just because he helped. He was the glue. You, you know. That, man. Yeah, and tell you yeah. what, man, the following year, the senior year, he he brought us over to the, you know to the quarterfinals um, as a catcher. So like, and, and going from not playing at all, um, and then being the starting catcher for the you know for my my team that went to the the uh, quarterfinals the following year in 2019. And that was against Inwood, right? Uh, no, we we uh, played Lafayette. Um, Lafayette. Oh, Lafayette. Dodge played Inwood. Yeah, Lafayette, Lafayette, man. We had to go. I think it was a Saturday morning at like nine o'clock or ten o'clock. We had to go down to Lafayette to play. Those uh last year uh, I did the double uh the double A semifinals. Uh, did you hear about the game last year with South Bronx and Scholars Academy? Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. Uh, that was the walk off balk, walk off balk, my friend. Scholars was surprisingly getting the better of South Bronx, and it was about like seven two going into the the last inning. And the Scholars they ran out of their two best pitchers. They put in a sophomore, and like the guy, the coach was, was it, he's like, "Go ahead." Was he balking? Was it was it a balking no, 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 ball no. game? It, no, no, this was a. It was only one balk, only one balk. Mm. What happened was, uh, when he came in, that they had the guy who ran out of pitching, and the second pitcher gave up the two runs, and he was done. So he had to throw in another guy. I could tell what was happening. South Bronx finally woke up, and within one out, like within only one out left, it the tie, the game's tied. Like this kid gave up the runs fast, and, and, and a, a team like that, man, they they they've... once they woke up, I mean, they shouldn't have. It, it was weird, like they the Cologne was like. Shout out to Cologne. I think he's retired this year. I haven't seen yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy's down in Florida or something like that. Right, Cologne, the man. <laughs> he was resigned. I couldn't – he was like, what? I don't know what to coach. But then they finally woke up, and like I said, that pitcher, I, I felt bad. It was the worst I've ever felt bad. For, like, Yeah, that's rough. Him. He gave – you know, that was it. Yeah. And the run on first and third, and he's about to pitch. First takes off. He stops. He doesn't even throw the ball. Winning run comes on for third. That's it, man. That was awful. I mean, it was a ball uh, that, like, you know, grandma from 
the Celtic yeah. Pro. If you ever been to South Bronx, you can stand anywhere there. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was yeah, bad. That, I felt bad. And those are the things you got to call, man. You can't not I mean, call that one. That I mean, it was just you could he he knew it. Like he the, when the runner took off, he was all he was all messed up. He was oh, really like, God. I know it was bad. I mean, they had nobody yeah. else. And Is at that tenth grader, tenth grader too, huh? It was a sophomore. Yeah, sophomore. Oh, I know, God, rough. Man. Yeah. So and then South Bronx went on to lose um, finals to uh, Flushing. Yep. Yeah, that, that was over at um, MCU, right? MCU Park. Yeah, was I, I, yeah it was what? No, Stan on. Stan on, yeah, Stan on. Yes. I did the mm-hmm. um, A championship game. I get the double A championship game this year and next year. I get yes, the triple A. Congrats, and I, get the I get the plate next year. Let's hope, you know, I'm not sure what it is. I hope it's at the stadium. Let's, let's hope yes, that. Yes. That's why I, um, my signer, uh, shout out to Jimmy O'Gorman, he, he offered mm-hmm. me the double A game or the all star game and the single A game. I was like, well, I'll take the two paychecks until it gets back to Yankee Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so so you lost to Inwood, and Inwood had that almost um, you know, talking to Anderson, not the same path, but he took a team from nothing, first yeah. coach ever, uh, developmental one year. I mean, but his rise was fast, very quick, very and he, quick. And yeah. unlike you, he didn't win the championship. And he talked about that that loss and how you know he, I don't know if you listen, he said he he walked into the the stadium and they. I thought they. I asked him as you took him for granted. He's like, we didn't take him for granted. We thought that we were going to beat him. We thought we won already. And I was like, yeah. damn. That's yeah. like that's a different kind of humbling. And you know, it's a it's, there's gut punch and then there's like you know knockouts to the face. And he's like, you know, the, the Lafayette pitcher. He was a small guy and he just mowed us down. Yeah, it's and, it's uh, a different it's a different ball game, man. When you have those big games out there, like uh, anything can happen. You know, that's the, the the beauty of baseball, man. Anything can happen at any. Uh, no time well maybe today we had a time limit because of a permit but oh my favorite you know, oh my god yeah so anyway <laughs> not yeah, yeah, yeah not, not not today not today but well, uh, we'll get into that but yeah, going back so, to the championship game like you brought yeah. you brought young men to yankee stadium and they won yeah it was beautiful field. it was beautiful like, how'd man, that feel? I, like tell me it, tell me you're from your perspective not just that obviously it feels good for you as a coach but yeah it, that's a secondary feeling i know it's a secondary feeling because i'm not a coach but Nothing I do is for me out there. I'm there for mm-hmm. the game, and so yeah. similar to you, you're there for those for those kids. And sure, you 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 slept well, but like seeing their faces, stepping on the field for one, and then winning. I'm sure that was amazing. Yeah, man, I get I get chills thinking about it now. You know, we um, you know, it's funny because a lot of the um, administration and uh, alumni that work at the school still talk about it today because it was a big thing for the school for the community. A lot of people around the you know the the, the place was packed, man. Like. There were maybe two thousand, three thousand people between both between both schools. So going back to twenty eighteen, you guys beat Van Arsdale, and like I said, we were talking about the feelings of bringing you know young men and, and winning on that field. Like you said, you got goosebumps, and I get goosebumps even to hear you talking about it. You, I remember yeah. the next day you showed me the ring. Like as soon as I got on the field, you're like, "Look at my ring." Do you yeah, have yeah, the ring? Yeah. With you? <laughs> it's everywhere I go. There you go. There, boom! Pull it up. Boom! Yeah, yeah, screenshot that. Yeah. There you go, man. There you go. Sure. That's awesome, man. So the individuals on that team, all the kids that you listed off and bring that to them and the parents, you said it was packed. Yeah, yeah. man. Go for yeah, it. it was cool because yeah. a lot of them, um, you know, they're the family, some of them couldn't make it from DR. So like being able for them to be able to uh, watch their kid, their kids or grandchildren, their, their grandchildren or cousins or whatever that were playing that game. You know, it wasn't just here. It was in Puerto Rico. It was in, in DR. It was, you know, at a different state. It was in Florida. It was everywhere. You cut like, off for a second. streamed on what? It streamed like on YouTube and stuff? Yeah, no, yeah, there was a um through I'm not sure what the 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 it was a high school uh NFHS yeah yeah there, there was a a live broadcast of it that's awesome so um all we had to do was send out the link so yeah so oh, that's gotcha. cool like especially gotcha. yeah. being the Bronx team as well you know where's Van Arsdale from Brooklyn Queens who the hell yeah knows? they're from Brooklyn so it was it was, it was <laughs> funny because we, we we actually were able to beat every um every borough that year oh nice yeah we would be, we beat every borough's uh, who's the Staten Island uh, team they beat on the way. His down on team was Petridis. Ah, uh, yes. So that that was pure. Like we, I, I'll go to that game. I, we were down that game. That was the only game that we really had a, a real shot of losing that year because we went undefeated that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went undefeated all the way from you know from, eighteen and zero total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we um we ended up um beating every team from every borough. So we um uh, beat Petridis at Cortona three. So you know Cortona three. 
um uh, and talk about and talk about some home, let's cut some full field advantage man that's some so home talk field about advantage. some home field advantage man um that's it that's a sand pit man and and Woo. it worked out for us man it was i think we're losing four to three or three to three to two into into like the fifth or sixth um for people there, man. almost all the standalone teams they all they all have their own field they all yeah, have their yeah. own nice manicured you yeah. know especially patrides yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a great, great coach, man. Like they, they, they had a great team. Uh, we just and they won the the previous year, I believe. So uh, I knew we had our we we know we had our work cut out for us. But um, we felt we felt good going into the game. It was a close game. I had um I had my ace on the mound, um, Juris. He was a he was a PO. We actually called him PO. And um, mm-hmm. you know we had runners in second and uh, first and second. Me and my coach, my coach, him and I, man, were really good. We looked at each other from across the diamond. He gave me the, the, you know, the steal sign. I'm like, yup, the double steal sign. It was one, I believe one out might've been two outs. I'm not sure. Uh, double steal sign overthrew it. Um, goes out all the way down the left field line. And uh, I believe we had two, uh, two run score right there. Got ahead of the game. And then Probably we shut two him outs. up there. You'd want to do a double yeah. steal on two outs. Yeah. Right? We just, yeah. Yeah. Well, Cause you're we, forcing we, to pick one. And they we might... were, we, yeah, we were just forcing the issue, man. We felt good about it. Yeah. It's um, awesome, man. That's good. Yeah, it's so, good to have a coach where you could just like have osmosis. To oh each man, other. like it's nothing, man. We, we just a little something, and then we got it right from the other side. And that goes from him being a freshman, you know, like he, you know. So he, we he we knows know the culture. We, he knows the culture. He knows the culture. He knows what I'm thinking. He knows what uh, we know what we, what each other thinking. So like it, it, a lot of those games are won based upon one of those decisions that we made. And that that you know that I believe that was that was it right there. And from that team. Um... Do you, I'm sure you keep track of all of them and what, what? Oh yeah. That's a family, man. That's a family, man. We have a group chat. We still talk to each other. I think on, you know, June 9th, every day, that was our, our championship day, man. We, we, we hit each other up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, a family like atmosphere, man. We always hit each, it's, it's one, actually one of the other kids worked at, at the school. Now that's a rookie. He's working at the school. Um, these guys come to the games as much as they possibly can. Um, but yeah, that, that's the type of thing, man. You know how they'll, it is, never, man. That, they'll never live that down, man. That's something they never will always be in their mind. Always, yep. They can play as many college games as they want, you know, like playing some college stadiums and stuff. But come on, man, like playing Yankee Stadium. It was funny. Yeah, um, I, it was it was Bob, and the Bronx team. It, this is funny too, man. Bob Bob called me up. He's like, Steve, you know, you're the home team. Um, I just want to see, you know, you have a couple, you know, you have a day or two to think about what what dugout you want to, you know, coach in. I so then I was too. talking to. He said, "Bob calls me, so I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe there's more to this than I think." I'm like, I mean, let me, let me, let me call Mike because Mike, Mike had the uh, Turo. He had the um, shout out uh, to Mike. Yeah, Triple yeah. A. Yeah, shout out to Mike Turo, yeah, legend. Yeah, yeah. He would. He they were playing, I believe, Grand Street. The, the, that yep. that right after us. So I contacted Mike. and said, Mike, no, you know, he was kind of walking me through a lot of things. You know, we we're both Bronx coaches, Bronx coaches, and he he's helped uh, our program a lot too. Anytime we need anything, I asked him. I was like, you know, what what uh, where should I coach? Um, in, in a third base or first base, first base dugout. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, you should do a third base coach, a uh, third base dugout. I'm like, you know, why? He's like, well, then, um, you know, you wayside. Get... well, yeah, he said the wayside, but you're, you're closer to your team. So yeah. you're able to kind of talk to yeah. your team, do what you want. But, you know, I felt really good about Julio being over there near the team, uh, Martinez. And, and I, I don't know how many times Mike has a good chance of going back a lot, you know, going back to the, uh, the stadium a bunch of times at championship, you know, you know, it's tough, man, to get it, to get there in a small school, you know? So I was like, if I'm going, I'm going in the, in the Yankee dugout. That's yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and Mike's, you know, it's easy for him to say he, he's, go back when you go back, then they'd be like, okay, now yeah, I'll maybe I'll go on the other side and maybe go on the other side, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah. We were locked in from the, the moment we we got into the field. We were we were, you know, the other team Van Arsdale. They they were and like they they separate the. Um, I think we might be in. They don't put you in the. Um, Their locker in, room. in the locker room. You're in like I think like the umpires' locker room, and they divide it by this thin wall that you can. It's a movable wall, but you can hear the other team in there. Yeah. You know they're in there. They're playing the music. They're in everything. And my guys, I'm like, listen, you know, we we're focusing here, like. We, we like this is not we're not here to have fun right now. We're they're like, you seize this opportunity. We're here to win now. Yeah. You know, take it all in. But we, you know, it's a lot better when you win in Yankee Stadium and lose. Oh, yeah. You know, so um, so I told him, like, listen, lock in. We don't have a lot of time. It, it was pretty strict when what they they said you don't get we didn't get any IO. We can only throw in right field, right of right or left field. Everybody um, listening infield, outfield. Yeah. So we couldn't um we couldn't do any warm ups or anything like that. So I'm like, all right, well. We only have a half hour on the field. 
So that takes a lot, a lot of time. So we're going to be in there. We were, we were in a small little room, you know, not very big at all. And we're stretching, you know, we're stretching They're in there, you know, having fun, enjoying it as they should. But I was like, listen, we got it. We have to take them one step ahead and, and be ready by the time we get on the field. The so we were locked in. The memory yeah. of the winning will be better than yeah, man. enjoying yeah. it there. Exactly, exactly. You know, they were, they were a class act, uh, a class act program. What was the final too, score? 6-1. So All right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's a complete game. Complete game for my guys. Oh, too. excellent. So going on from your championship year, the next year you made it to semifinals. You lost to Lafayette, the eventual champions. Nothing yeah. to you know, hang your hat at. Happy about it, man. And then COVID struck, brought everybody yeah. down. I'll never forget uh, when I when I walked onto the field <laughs> for a game for COVID. I forgot the teams, uh, uh, but I remember the feeling. It was a scrimmage, and schools were closing, and I was just like, "Oh shit, it's gonna stop!" And then like an hour later, my signer pulls up, and when I saw him pull up at that game, I'm like, "Oh, they're canceling everything." So dealing with that, I'm sure having yeah. to deal with all the seniors that you might've had who missed out on their last year. I don't know. Yes, sir. So how'd you deal with that, man? Yeah. So it was, um, you know, it was tough. It was tough because, um, you know, as a coach, as a teacher, this is what you look forward to being with the, with the guys, being with your, with your students and everything. And, and everything that was taken away from myself and the, their livelihood at this point, you know, this is what they do, you know, so it, it was tough. And like, like you said, we, we were doing a, we had a preseason game, I think against wheels over Katona three again. And, you know, and I was, I remember that being the last, the last scrimmage that we had, you know, maybe like two or three days after that, like it just got shut down, you know, yeah. and then, you know, and then after that, these, my, my, you know, in the middle of COVID, these guys, my boys are still wanting to practice and we, we couldn't do anything. I'm like, man, listen, guys, I can't, we can't do nothing. Like, they, they, like this, it, you know, I would you know, love the Bronx, to. The Bronx attitude too, they're like, yeah, we don't have to know. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah like we, we, it's all good. I'm like, yeah, but like, yeah. listen, man, like. We, we, you know, we stick out, man. Like we go out to the field, people are going to talk. Like, so I was like, as much as I want to, like, here are some videos, you guys can work on this. Like, but, um, but yeah, it was tough. It was depressing. It was depressing for a lot of my guys, for myself included. It was, it was not easy, man. It was, it was honestly, it, you know, it was, it was, um, it was a time for us to kind of just be there for each other. Um, I talked to a lot of coaches about how they're handling it. Uh, I did a lot of, um, um, I was on, uh, I'm a member of ABCA um it's a um you know a baseball coaching uh, association and uh they did a lot of uh webinars and clinics to keep the coaches kind of just fresh and everything so you know we, I, I was part of that community just to be able to be a part of you know something coaching related you don't you know, want to atrophy not, yeah you know, like i needed something still. man i needed something and, and you know like i wanted to at least try to like just you know keep my game sharp at least you know like there was something that we, we needed something if i can't be out with them let me when we go back, I mean, maybe I can pick up some new things. And, you know, ABCA is a really good um, uh, resource for um, any coach out there. It's, I think it's only like, you know, a couple hundred dollars for the, for the year. But you have resources, videos, they have webinars, they have, you know, the, you know their clinics, annual clinics. But, um, but yeah, it, w- it was a tough, man, tough year. And then we got back. It wasn't real baseball, man, when we got back. You yeah, know, you like you, you remember how that was and no playoffs. You go there like there was, you know, it, it, it just wasn't it didn't it didn't it was good to be out there. I mean, you were out there, too, man. It was just it, it just was it didn't it didn't have the same feel. It, it no. was fun. It was fun to be out there. But, you know, no, last you year was out, the or, first time like last year was like, you know, OK, the cool. first, full, first full year, man, it was it was or first where it felt normal. Yeah. You know, just in so, general. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I remember going out there um, with with a you know, sanitizing the helmets after every use or the bats after every use. And because um, I remember they came out with strict guidelines about what you could and couldn't do. Oh, I had to stand behind the pitcher. I worked yeah. at Diamond Nation as well. I'm sure yeah. you know Diamond Nation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we had to stand behind the pitcher for the whole season. That was mm-hmm. fun. I got nailed twice, man. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. you get these big yeah, boys sometimes and you're like, you have to stand You're out there, big. The you, could, you could do that with 10-year-olds, but. <laughs> yeah, well, and the. Where I was positioned, and also it's different time. To, it's get scary too because fifty, seventy with some of those twelve-year-olds with those the bats that they have yeah, today. The bat, oh yeah. man, mm-hmm. I, I I'm in. I'm, I gotta stand far. Yeah. Just yesterday, and this is talking about umpires. We'll get into it after this. I I dodged a ball where I'm like, man, if that was some of the other umpires, <laughs> that would have been bad, man. Because. <laughs> 39 years old almost and i'm right. i'm pretty i could see the ball yeah and and things come slow to me in general i've i'm i sh- i've not breaking my hand patting myself in the back i've just things are slow to me and that's why 
um i think it's why i'm a decent umpire because yeah, yeah i don't rush and i you can yeah, I, it translates into like... the positioning too when you see a ball coming and uh, you know, i have to remember i don't have a glove so i just did a little michael jackson shimmy and i got it away and the kids gave me a little clap <laughs> but um but yeah so like going forward with, with like your team what what the last couple of years you you were 11 and 4 last year and you're 4 and 3 right off well we'll get into today's game you were 11 and 4 last year and you lost your first playoff game this yeah, year sure. you're 4 and what how, how yeah, was your, man. what was the result today yeah so we lost to um we lost to Lehman today it was just one of them games where we were in it up until the fourth inning um who's I had the coach a, for Lehman now today? who's the coach Jesus? Alex oh Alex. Okay. okay Alex yeah Really good coach, really on it. Um, knows the game really well. Um, we were down a couple runs in the first, and then we we got back. We we uh we went up four to three, and then they came back in the bottom in the top of the fourth, and they scored. You know, they I think maybe had two hits. You know, walk, walks and errors will kill you. Alex Toronto, just so we get yeah, Toronto. Me. Yep, Toronto. Yeah. So uh, four to three, you said you lost. No, no, I'm no. Sorry. Then then, then they, was... we were we were up four to three, and then okay. the top of the fourth came. Once again, you're talking about the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the permits and everything. So then, um, you know, someone comes over, say, hey, listen, we got the permit at six o'clock. Meanwhile, it's like almost six o'clock and we're only in the, the fourth inning. Mm, whack. Yeah. So then, you know, they scored about, about five, six runs on errors and, you know, errors and walks, man, errors and walks, you know, we're low on pitching this year. We're low, you know, um, so, you know, if you have a good pitcher or two and a catcher, that, you know, uh, all, all my catchers right now, I'm trying to, I'm teaching, you know, I'm teaching them how to uh, uh, be a catcher or to, or my pitchers and we're, we're working on just pick, pick offs and like things that um you would, uh you would hope that they would come in with it, with the knowledge, but uh you know, things are a little bit different now and you're trying to just teach them as they go. And, um you know, it's just a little bit of errors, mental errors, and then it just snowballs, you know, you see it as, as an umpire too, man. It's, these little things snowball very quickly. It's hard to, you know, you, um... Start to get back uh, to zero. Yeah. When you, you start, you're playing the negative. It's hard yeah. to get back. You're, you're yeah. chasing yourself at that point. Yeah, you're chasing man. the game. You know, and all the coaches out there can will be able to um, agree with me on this one. And it's like you got the bottom of the lineup coming up. Uh, I'm not sure if you know some. You know, some teams have good bottom line and some have average. But like you know, you know, you want to attack the bottom of the lineup for the most part. And you know, if you if you put them on without even giving your defense a, a chance it, it's frustrating as a coach you know then yeah. then you got the bottom you know the you know you know the top of these these teams lineups you know they're pretty strong so then you just get yourself in a, in a, in a tough situation with runners on yeah if you're so, not gonna, yeah if if your 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 ability to get the the bottom of the lineup out is diminished yeah, Since it's our top of the line. It's going to take advantage of that. Ready to go. Yep. And then they they start, you know, then they start getting all hyped up, and then you know, and then it, it can snowball very quickly. Um, and I got a lot of young guys. I, I have a I have a mix between older guys and younger guys, and the um the younger guys are are you know, you know they're they're still learning, uh, but they're hungry, you know. So um, but it's a good mix with the with with like the 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 morale of the team. But you know, it's uh it's tough when the errors happen. So it's 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 tough, man. It's tough, but um, like I said, man, like I got a good group of guys now that that um, we're just trying to keep that that positive morale, trying to like just build start build the program back up and just you know one game at a time, and and um, hopefully you know by the end of the year we can you know make a playoff push and and then these young guys can really step up for next year. Yeah, and you've been you've been there before, yeah. after highs, lows, yeah. highs, lows, yeah, in between man, all of it. Yeah. It was uh you know talking bringing Banderson Almonte again. It, it was tough for him to adjust. Uh, he did go into the next year after uh that devastating loss and did well. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, no, um, COVID happened, and then last year rather he did well. That was his first bounce back year, but he had to wrestle with that for a little while, and oh. he worked backwards too. You know, like he didn't, he came up so hot where you do it. It's hard, and it really humbled him. And I think uh everybody's process is different. Same thing with umpires uh, or officials in general. And unless there's anything more you want to talk about, Bathgate, if there's more, something you want to say for officials and I, I uh, any coach I interview, I want to leave the floor for them to to let me know and, and tell me from their end. Because as I've told a lot of coaches and as I've said, the purpose of this podcast is it's more than just uh, 
shooting the shit with coaches and it's more than yep. just like for umpires to to listen to how to become a better umpire from Curtis Dugar or Carlos Domo, guys who are division one umpires. But for me personally, I want to change the the perception that umpires are some sort of necessary evil. Yeah. And some and 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 looking at the, the trade as something that what like a, a job that isn't desirable. And I am an accountable type person and I don't I don't I don't believe in blaming kids for not being interested in something that we haven't told them should be they should be interested in if we exhaust all of that then okay fine but to to blame the disinterest of kids and and to blame the the lack of community that umpires have with coaches and and parents alike I think it's 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 a bullshit excuse yeah and I'd like to know what you know every coach thinks about that and 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 or if you just have like a a burning question yeah. that you would never got to ask. Yeah, no, no, you know it's funny that uh, before every game I look at, I, I go ahead and check the website, see who I have, because then I know that's going to be a, a, a factor, in, and it shouldn't be a factor in the game. Shouldn't you know, be. shouldn't Should be a factor in the game. And um, you know, when I look up on the website, you know, I see yourself, I see, you know, I see Pedro. I'm like, or, or a couple other guys that you know that are going to go out there and do a good job. I'm like. Yeah, like I, I, I don't have to. I can coach my game and not worry about these other fa- other things that are going to happen. You know, um, and that's you know, not when fair. You, it's not Cause... fair because then you know you you have other umpires that I've had in the past, and I and I look at the website and I'm like, man, this is this can be a tough one. And I know I've had issues with them before, and I know that they might they might just go ahead and not give me a call just because of our our you know interaction that we've had in the past. You know, when I'm just being just very very passionate about you know wanting the right the right for the kids you know it has nothing to do with a lot know, of umpires don't know the difference between passion and being an asshole right and, and i'm I, just going sometimes i don't I'm run into any the... psl umpires i mean sorry psl coaches that are assholes i mean you all are passionate like literally and i want mean, the right for their kids like you said it just the right thing for a kid that's it yeah and and i know the difference between uh not knowing and and being and and being impassioned with with ignorance mm-hmm. which might cause a, a human beings to act in ways that hey but it's up to me to to uh de-escalate and mm-hmm. you know, my mantra is i will outgame you coach mm-hmm. every day of the week and even if i don't i have the tools to where i i have the badge essentially so whatever but i will never out asshole anybody in life because no matter what, even if I could out asshole you, that still makes me an asshole. And I never want to do that. Right. And right. the game isn't deserving of that. And that's how I measure it too. And I've never thrown out a varsity level coach on um, high school level uh, baseball. I actually did, <clears throat> excuse me, a softball uh, varsity game last week. First time ever. And there's paperwork involved. We we mitigated the paperwork. I hate the fact that if you throw them out, you, you get suspended for the next game. That's like, why would... That why would the next game matter to me? I'm the only right. that was, and that's what you're saying. It's like why right, would you passion? Right, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And 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 the coach knew. And what was validating too was when the coach, when I talked to the commissioner, shout out to Dawn, Gugliaro. She 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 said that no, the the entire time the coach was like he's a great umpire. It was it, it, like it wasn't anything about me. They understood what they did, and I and I don't show anybody up. I. I often say I don't need to flex. Like, why would I? What do you an, get out a, of it? An umpire, <laughs> an umpire who, an umpire who, who, who does that is compensating for the fact that they don't know something. Yep, and you see and, that, and you see that a little bit too often, you know. And just getting like, I, I don't like that they say, uh, there's mantras passed down from us from assigners say don't talk to parents. It's like, but that's impossible. Right. Uh, I find that the more I talk to parents and communicate with them, humanize myself to yeah. the game, that they're. They're, they treat the game more with uh, an interest beyond the, their own personal interest. They they, mm-hmm. they they learn more, and I'm down to tell them. I'm, and, and they're I'm, not, and I and I feel like they're not on the they're not on the offense every time. They're not they're automatically. Uh, no, thinking not, yeah, they're not on the they're not on the offense. That's what the, so this abuse yeah. thing about like uh, kids don't want the abuse. It's like they don't even know it. They don't even. Yeah. Because I never, I have been here long enough to go through a lot of shit, but that's life in general. It's nothing that 
I put myself in a position to that I felt like, whoa, uh, I did everything to avoid that. Mm-hmm. If anything that happened, I, I look back as oh, I could have avoided that in some way or it just didn't happen. And I think that's just, the, you know, the, the accountability factor that umpires don't have. And and when you're when you're tasked with being accountable for adjudicating a baseball game and being the objective party and you know there's plenty of times where i have to i have to let coaches know that hey man like we can bring it down i just it's like a you know it's like going up to somebody in traffic and 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 trying there you have a mindset that's just you're trying to get somewhere and, right. and you're being resisted it's like why would i go in there if you're at a 10 I got to always be at a five or less. Right. And, and, and not only that, like I said, just give respect. This isn't, I don't do much rec ball anymore. And I understand that there's comes with that, uh, the new experience of parents. I'm witnessing myself with my daughter. She's eight years old and mm-hmm. I'm on the other side of the fence for the first time. And I've had to, so mm, especially somebody knows the You got that, yeah. you got, you got that side too. Yep. And whenever shit goes wrong in the game, or who's the first person everybody looks at? They're like, "What do you got?" I'm like, "I can't do anything." Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. And, but yeah. So it's it's it, there's just there needs to be more. Um, it needs to be more of a where umpires, coaches, and parents, where we all have an understanding and transparency. We're all in it together. We all want the. We all want the same things. Maybe we want different results, but we all want the same things to get that re- the results, the fairness and the equal shot. Right. And, and, I, and I think a lot of that starts in the very beginning of the game. And like, you know, I could tell right off the like right from the very beginning is like we we know we're at the you know home plate. We're talking and and being able just to talk. You can tell sometimes the umpires are just very boom boom boom. This is what it's going to be. And then nope, got to get started four o'clock on the dot. Let's go. Like I have zero time for in. that, bro. I, I I protect my I protect my partners. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna shit talk them. I'm not, but I'm not gonna play anybody, especially myself, for a fool. Right. Um, like to, I'll give you for instance of Beyond the Rules today. Um, I, I forgot the school; it's not important. But there was um one team was shellacking the other, and it was a uh, it could have been a double play, and the play at first. It, it it was incompetent officiating and uh, to get into like the the inside baseball of umpiring, mm-hmm. you hold your call. It, uh, I don't I know you don't notice it, but I, or I should say I don't know if it's as obvious as this when it happens mm-hmm. when I see it. Quick calls to any anything, safe or ball, you're allowed to be quick with those because the consequence is not a, a, like an outward strike, mm-hmm. and uh, a safe call can you know you can be safe and then become out once you're out you're out so you can't yeah. rushing each is differently but what i always tell new officials and what i always tell myself is tell the call to yourself first i never say the call out loud the first time i'm saying it to myself in my head first so mm-hmm. if i see a call or if it's a strike call and boom strike you can see bad umpires strike that i mean the ball they're anticipating instead of anticipating strike yep the, there was a a pickoff. His hands are going up safe, and the ball's still in the air. In the air, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm like, what? Yeah. And that that uh, that's just that is rookie shit, and that's fine. Yeah. I did the same thing. You know how many times I I went out, and the ball's behind the kid, and I'm like, I. Yeah, and you know he did it. But, but you know, but uh, you know, I see um, I see a couple things. One, I see umpires that what they try to move the game along. You know, like they're trying to push a game. It's like this is the beauty of our game right now. You know, like there is no time limit unless there's a, once again a permit. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, it's one it's, thing. What you're saying is moving the game along, but they also, I moved the game along, but I moved the game along, and you can also look at me and be like, well, this guy knows what the fuck he's doing. He's right. a good enough umpire. I command this because mm-hmm. I'm good and I'm all for the game. I'm not moving you along because I need to go somewhere. I understand that I'm supposed to be here for whatever amount of time the game takes. That's yeah. something that I'm here for. I yeah, we, I signed yeah, up for it. Yeah, we can see that sometimes right at the get go. It's like, all right, we know. We, listen, we're we're here to play. We don't need to keep it moving. Like, yeah, you know, let, like let our guys let our guys play. Two more. Let yeah, guys two, play. How many pitches? Oh, oh, I'll say a four, and the catcher will be like, "Oh, it's a new pitcher. Oh, a new pitcher. Okay, whenever you're ready, pitch." And when you know, you you say whenever you're ready, you say this stuff. You 
I, I mean, I don't expect these guys to know psychology, but mm-hmm. you need to en- enlist people things that they want to do. When you put, start putting it on them constraints, the human spirit's going to want to not do it, or they're just yeah. going to want to do it begrudgingly. I don't want anybody yeah. doing it begrudgingly. I want everybody to do it because this is going to what's going to help the game. It's not about any about it's not any about any of us. It's about the game. So if I'm yeah. doing this. Now I've built enough after 13 years of this trust where you guys know. And the game, guess guess who's the game's going to go smoother and faster with? The guys rushing you or right. me the, or right. other umpires who are not rushing. They're being respectful for the game. If you're dragging ass, then mm-hmm. okay. Hey, catcher, two. You know, balls in. I'll say balls in for you. But right. yeah. So. Yeah, we, yeah, we had we had ump the other day and uh, our guy, the the, the, the the batter was like just stepping out. So my pitcher stepped off the mound and he, and he was telling him, you know, tell my pitcher, like, move, like that's speed it up. And I was talking to the coach. I was like, coach, are you, are, is there anything that, you know, you know, do you want, I, I, is this bothering you that he's stepping off because your batter's stepping? He's like, no, it's not a big deal. So I was like, umpire, let, let them figure it out. Like they're actually learning this game. This is a game now. You know, they're, they're learning how to step off in the, the, the game within the game. Like let them figure this out. It's and it was over umpiring. It's called right. it was a good, and it was a good and we had a good pace of the game too. So it wasn't like any anything was going wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like it's like, like, a, it's like it's a just, sun's coming down, you know. Right. Let's let's just pump the brakes a little bit, man. Like, you know, we're we're good. We're good. But I've seen yeah, it all, so. I've seen uh the guy didn't even know Spanish, bro. And he's he sensed that the one team w- was talking Spanish to I forgot the other team, but they weren't a Spanish speaking team. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, I'm sure they maybe have one or two players, but mm-hmm. he was like, "Hey," and I'm and the other, I look at the coach, and the coach is like, "I don't even know what they're saying." <laughs> and <laughs> sure, I knew what they were saying, and if it got to the point where they were saying something egregious, whether mm-hmm. anybody knew or I, I hear it, I have to mm-hmm. acknowledge it. But I look at my partner, I'm like, "What are you doing?" Right. Now, so, yeah. now, now, you just told a bunch of teenage boys they got you, and mm-hmm. and, and what do you think they're gonna go go after you now? Like you just totally, <laughs> what did you do? Like th- there's no psychology, and yeah. and this is just like a lot of, or do you come to this game because maybe you're you don't have the the authority somewhere else in your life and you want to take it, it is, out now. I really comp- feel that. Way. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we feel, we see it too. We feel like it's, you're compensating somewhere, you know? Absolutely. But anyway, man, we could talk forever. This is yeah, a good time absolutely. to leave it. We'll have you on. I'll, we'll, I'll have you on again. And you I really it, appreciate you as being the second coach. Scott, absolutely. Scott from Dodge is going to come on soon. Socrates from Morris talking about replacing Coral, big shoes. Yeah, it's good. Both are good dudes, man. Both are really Both good, are dudes. good dudes. Great, yeah. great coaches too. Great coach. But I appreciate this, Stephen. Anytime, man. Great, great name, yeah, by the way. Great name, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll talk Absolutely, to you, man. Bro. My man, appreciate Take you. Take care, man. I Ooh. hope I see you again, man. You too.